Today, Entrepreneur House listeners, we have Nathan Rose on our show. Nathan is the founder of Assemble Advisory. Assemble Advisory is a leading financial agency for equity crowdfunding operating internationally. They help entrepreneurs raise money through equity crowdfunding by helping busy company founders get their information memorandums and financial models in order and provide advice on structuring a successful equity crowdfunding campaign. As of today, they have over $11 million raised. Assemble Advisory are the equity crowdfunding experts. Nathan is an alumni of the Entrepreneur House in Thailand and a reason we wanted to bring Nathan on the show is for two reasons. One, to see how much he has progressed with his business since he stayed at the Entrepreneur House. And two, Nathan has made the commitment to write a book. Now, someone just stating that they're going to write a book may seem like blowing smoke into the wind for many of you, but Nathan will be the second person that has stayed at the Entrepreneur House to actually write a book. The first was Gregory Deal, whom we featured on the podcast a few weeks ago. Gregory started the idea for a book while staying at the Entrepreneur House in Barcelona back in early of 2015. He launched that book just a few weeks ago on May 20th, 2016, and now it's on Amazon's bestseller list. The book is called Brand Identity Breakthrough. It addresses the incredible importance of business narrative and story, discussing how this story and image can make your sales and profit go through the roof. I can vouch for that. It's a very beneficial read. Today, Nathan is going to address his business and his idea for a new book. What is it about and when he plans on completing it? Then when finished, we will have him back on the podcast to see how he did it and let him promote it. Bringing Nathan on the show really shows the caliber of people that are attending the Entrepreneur House and the results they are achieving. And now, without further ado, Nathan Rose, welcome to the show. Thanks, Chris. It's great to be here. So, my friend, let's start out talking about your business, Assemble Advisory, and tell us a little bit about the history of it, why you got involved, and what is exact, what is it exactly that you guys do? So the way that it started was actually uh, from a way to earn some income while I was backpacking through Europe. That was it. Last year, it was April, and I'd, uh, I'd quit my job and I was traveling around and Rather than getting a job in a bar or something like that, I decided that I'd try to put my skills to work with something that I already knew how to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, like many people, was in, inspired by uh, Dan Andrews and Tim Ferriss and guys like that. So my background is for a financial background. I was an investment banker before starting this entrepreneurial journey. Mm-hmm. And my rationale really was just to uh, sell the skills that I already had because coming from my background, you don't learn a heck of a lot about content marketing or search engine optimization or all those great things, which a lot of people are still a lot better at than me. Mm-hmm. But by offering a service, I was able to quickly start earning some location-independent income. And uh, yeah, now I've, well, it was probably about six months into it where I realized that this was something that I could do as more than just a, a side project to earn enough money to stay in hostels. I went to the Entrepreneur House and that really helped me um, clarify the direction of the business, in part thanks to you and thanks to the other people I met in the house that I am where I am today. Uh, well, thanks for that. And can you tell us a little bit more about the business and kind of... What it does. Yeah, what it does and then, and then what type of clients you, you work with and how you help them. Sure thing. So equity crowdfunding is a little different to the crowdfunding that most people have heard of, which is the Kickstarters of the world. You know, well, you've got people chipping in $5 and they get a sticker or they chip in 
$30 and they get a t-shirt, right? My company is helping businesses uh, to raise, raise much larger amounts, so usually $200,000 and up. And um, in return, people become actual shareholders of the company rather than just get a little knickknack, which you get on Kickstarter. The service that I provide is in helping people become successful at that. So to run a campaign, you need to put together a uh, business plan, which people from a sales or a technical background might not be so good at writing. I'm from the investment side of things, so I'm very good at communicating the proposition to new investors. Mm -hmm. And uh, they also probably need some help on what they should be valuing their company at, which is a bit of a dark art, but over time I've... Mm -hmm. um, built up the ability to work out what stage of traction a business is at and, and what level they should probably be going out to the market with. Excellent. Very good. So why would your clients choose equity crowdfunding or people choose equity crowdfunding instead of like a, a regular Kickstarter or angel investments? Yeah, there's a bunch of reasons. Um, well, if you look at equity crowdfunding versus Kickstarter, one reason is that you can earn a lot more money. You know, Kickstarter projects, you, you do hear about them that get out to raising tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands, but they're very rare. Actually, some of the members of the DC are among those who've managed to achieve that, but if you want to raise more, it's more common to be able to do that by bringing investors on board rather than just getting people to essentially donate to you. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you compare it to angel investing, get into some complicated subjects here, but the terms at which the um, investors come on board through crowdfunding are often more attractive for uh, the company founder. So by having a multitude of smaller shareholders, you tend to retain better control of your own company and you often get a better outcome on the valuation side. And plus you get some great marketing benefits, which um, angel investing or venture capital, they're, they're kept much more in-house um, and don't really go out to the public. So those are some reasons why equity crowdfunding can be compelling for some. Nice. What do you love about this business, Nathan? Uh, for me, it's just the intellectual challenge of, one, getting into other people's businesses and, and really understanding them. I mean, equity crowdfunding, they tend to be startups and doing something novel and cool, so it's really interesting to just get my head around it so that I can actually communicate it to other people. Mm -hmm. um, and the second thing is the learning that it uh, allows me to do in other areas of my business development, right? So to actually grow this to where it is and to grow it more in the future. I've got to learn a whole lot about of things about things that I didn't know before. So it's like it's like a, a pretty cool alternative to doing a master of business administration or something like that where you're learning a lot about business but you're doing it by um, you're doing it by doing rather than by paying somebody a lot to sit in the classroom and teach it to you. Yeah, absolutely. Now I'm curious Crowdfunding relatively, well, it's kind of in a boom. Where do you think it's going in the next, say, 10 years? That's a tough question. I mean, it's only a few years old itself, so it's a really rapidly changing space. But I think the real potential of it is to connect uh, investors and businesses in ways that haven't been possible before. Because in the past, it's always had to go through a bank or a broker or a big venture capital firm. You know, there's there's some gatekeeper there which crowdfunding disintermediates, 
right? So a little bit like how uh, Airbnb has allowed anybody to provide a room and provide accommodation. Crowdfunding uh, allows anybody to find opportunities and allows anybody to provide them. So with, um, with that in mind, I think it's going to actually supercharge the amount of entrepreneurial activity in the world just because they're going to have more people starting businesses and being able to fund them more easily. Yeah, very cool. Let's shift now to discussing about the idea for, for your new book. Mm-hmm. And uh, go ahead and tell us about what the idea is, why you're writing it, and, and who's it going to be for. So very important for a business like mine is to build authority. And this is an idea that Tim Conley first introduced to me. It's not enough to be just an expert in a space. You really want to be an authority. This is the difference between a Seth Godin, right, or a, another random marketer who can probably do all of the actual marketing nuts and bolts that Seth can, but because Seth's an author, he commands massively more respect than the others in the space. Yeah. So, you know, to get credibility indicators, you can do a bunch of things, but one of those is to, is to write a book and to um, do a good job of publishing it. And then once you've done that, all of a sudden you're an author, you have many more opportunities for appearing at conferences, and when you're at those conferences, you've elevated your status there. So really, you don't, I, well, m- maybe you become a best-selling author and actually make reasonable revenue off the book itself, but mm-hmm. more important for somebody writing a book, especially in a niche like this one, is to well, be able to have more people coming to you rather than having to market to them, and once they come to you, to be more choosy about who you choose to work with. What exactly will the book be about? It'll be about equity crowdfunding, so it's my um, area of expertise. Still trying to nail down the exact element of it that I want to uh, talk most about. So at the moment, I've blogged a lot, so a thousand word posts, and I've been collecting those, and at the moment, I'm at about 20,000 words with those. There's a couple of tracks I can go down. One is either the impact of equity crowdfunding on society, mm-hmm. right? So looking at what, where it's going, where it's been, that sort of thing. And the other is to provide a how-to guide on a person on how they can do a successful crowdfunding campaign. So it's like macro level versus micro level. Um, I think I could even combine the two. That's... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be interested to get other people's thoughts on, on that. Either, either way, at the moment, I'm at the phase of content aggregation. So um, writing a lot and seeing where it goes. I, I like that idea of having a how-to guide, um, not just having you know an expert in crowdfunding, because I've done a couple crowdfunding campaigns for um, charities in the past. Mm-hmm. To have a, an expert like give us a how-to on how to do it, and I was blind going into it. I was like, "Oh, let's just put something up here on Indiegogo and see what happens." And, and but that that sounds like a really good idea. I think something that I could get benefit from too. Also, do you, and you said you have a a goal on when you want it finished. When is that? So I said first uh, of November. First of November. All right. That's about four and a half months away. Now, I think that's an aggressive timeline, but. You, I'm already a little way along the path, so, yeah. Cool. Well, I wish you luck on that. Um, so, other than writing it, tell us um, 
and I want to uh, ask this for people that are interested in writing writing a book that have never written one before. What are some of the other processes that you're going to have to go to or plan on going through to get the, the, the book published and to get it on market? Published is a word which means something in the book industry. So I'm self-publishing, mm-hmm. which means I'm going to need to go through the steps of choosing a cover, choosing a, a title, um, imagery, all that sort of stuff. And that's a process that you shouldn't underestimate. And uh, I think a lot of authors get this wrong where they'll spend all the time writing the book and then the cover is an afterthought. But of course, what people will first do when they're thinking of buying or looking at the book on Amazon is they're going to see the cover. So that has to be really eye-catching. You've got to, these days, line up people to give you reviews on Amazon on the first day. Yeah. Yeah. this is like kind of a, f- a weird thing, like people game the Amazon system, but honestly, it seems to be the best way to get your book to gain momentum, and you know, crowdfunding's all about momentum, so I'm quite aware of the need to hit the ground running when you actually launch something. Um, you'd need, well, you need feedback from people, I think, and you need to choose those people very carefully. Uh, who is your audience? And uh, once you've identified those few people, that's when the real work starts because they're going to give you feedback and uh, going to tear down your favourite sections. Um, and it can be painful to let go of those bits that you think should go in there, but um, you've got to balance your own creative voice with what people are getting out of it. It's going to be challenging, but I'm looking forward to it. And so mostly you're doing all the work or are you going to hire out some marketing or hire out um, the design for the book cover or... What's your plan I'm, for that? I'm undecided at the moment. Like I say, at the moment I'm at the moment I'm writing it, and yeah. uh, the, the 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 marketing piece comes later, yeah. right? And I'm I'm very open to hearing people's ideas from that. And actually, I'm going to catch up with Gregory, who you mentioned, when I'm in Barcelona next week, and see what um, he did because obviously he executed pretty well. Yeah. And actually, another friend of mine is doing a book at the same time, so. That's probably another thing to do if anyone else out there is thinking of writing a book is to surround yourself with other people who share your goal, um, which is the whole idea of the entrepreneur house, right? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. In your writing, so, so you've written a bit, actually quite a bit so far. Do you have scheduled times for your writing or do you write when it ins- you're just inspired to write or how are you working through that process? I work much better in the mornings, maybe unusual among the entrepreneur community because there's a lot of, there's a, there's a lot of uh, night owls, especially among the programmers and the, you know, those sorts of people. But I know that if I wake up, roll out of bed and just go straight to my laptop, um, an hour later I'll probably have produced a thousand words if I am really focused about it nice. before I do anything else. The are, other you, thing- are you listening to music or, or complete silence or how do you do that? Music while writing doesn't really work for me. Okay. It might work for other people, but the, uh, the, the little hack that I've found to be useful is I have, a, I have a spreadsheet which has got all of my goals and habits that I want to track. Okay. One of the numbers that appears on this is book progress, and it's expressed in number of words written. And I, like, I just like seeing that number go up, so that's like quite motivating to me. Okay. At the end of the day... It's another 
300 or 500 or 1,000 words higher than it was the day before because I can see myself getting closer to my goal. Nice. And how are you tracking that? Do you have a, um, a system online that's tracking your words and then it's showing you the percentage? Are you doing it manually? Or? No, I just add the number of words I've written each day to the running total. Okay. It's probably a smarter way to do that. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you have um, a specific location you like to write that works better for you? Probably just anywhere where I'm alone. So cafes work at home works but probably cafes are better because I always find the home space to me is a place where I'm relaxing and less productive yeah. so for me for me it's cafes is the number one place and and you said you didn't you said music doesn't work for you when you write so in, in the cafes are you like my type of personality would be constantly distracted by noise and people coming in and out of the cafe unless I had you know some noise cancelling headphones going on so I'm curious for you if that adds to your um, focus, or how do you find how do you find that works for you? A little, a little bit of background noise isn't a bad thing, as long as it's not um, a loud conversation at the table right next to me. I yeah. mean, that, I guess one of the advantages of being a digital nomad and going to cafes is often the conversations are in a different language, and to me that just sounds like background noise. <laughs> good plus, good plus. Mm -hmm. it, and you're in Amsterdam now, right? That's right, yeah. So you hear a lot of Dutch, which you probably don't speak? No, I don't speak. Well, I wouldn't say I don't speak a word of Dutch because I speak one word of Dutch. I speak. I say. I can say thank you. Dankjewel. Dankjewel. Or do you know Norken and Nekoiken? Oh, yeah. This is a, a family-friendly show. <laughs> Maybe we will let the listeners translate themselves. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's not too bad. It's not too vulgar. It's, but it's a fun saying that it's a hand Dutch a lot. Um, all right. Uh, so I want to ask you, um, eight months ago we were in Thailand together. And uh -huh. actually we met in Barcelona about this time last year. And yeah. uh, then you came down to Thailand and stayed at the Entrepreneur House. So how was your experience at the house? Um, you know, good or bad? What value did you get out of? Did you learn anything? Um, has it helped you to where you are now? Uh, any any information you want to share? So for me, spending that time in Thailand with you guys was the first time that I'd really stepped away from my own head and shared my business with anybody else. Mm. So I'd been literally just working out of cafes for about five months before I arrived in Thailand with you guys. Okay. So to have other people providing feedback on the on what I was doing was super useful. Gave me a whole bunch of extra perspectives and there were a lot of people there with skills that I didn't have. And actually one thing that's come out of that house is I've n I'm now working with um, Tal Gur, who was one of your yeah. uh, advisors at the at the Thailand Entrepreneur House. Yeah. So, you know, he's been super useful because he's great for keeping me on track with goals and Again, has a lot of skills that I don't have, so I can always use him as a sounding board with anything I'm struggling with. We're going to go to Thailand in October again. Oh, cool. And then I believe we're planning one on Bulgaria, which is going to kind of center around not only growing as an entrepreneur, but um, skiing and snowboarding. Very cool. Uh, and what time year would that be? Uh, I think in January, February 2017. Mm. And then, of course, Barcelona's coming up. Who knows what's in the books? Uh, some other fun adventures. 
can't plan too far in advance. That's the whole benefit of living the way we do, right? Yeah, exactly. Like I, I, I like to plan the houses in advance as, as much as I can, but then my, my free time between the houses, you know, don't plan too much so I can wing, wing that time. Super. Yeah. So uh, anything else you'd like to add about um, uh, your business or your book before we, we head on out? I would just say as well that the entrepreneur house has been great, not from a just not from just a business perspective, but also from some of the friends that I've made from the house. There's there's guys there, I mean girls that I've you know kept in touch with since finishing, and uh, it's not all just about business when you stay in a an arrangement like that. You also get a chance to relax and go see some sights and uh, get to know people very well. So. Um, Looking forward to reuniting with yourself and a few of the others in Barcelona, and I'm sure we'll uh, cross paths with the others before too long. Here's hoping. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you, can you, you tell the listeners where they can find you at, Nathan? Sure. So, my website, assembleadvisory.com. A S S E M B L E advisory.com. That's okay. the best way to get me. Excellent. And could you tell us? A hack about crowdfunding for the the listeners before you leave. Well, put me on the spot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'd say I'd say the biggest thing is at all costs you want to launch your offer with momentum. So, do not launch if you don't already have some of your backers lined up. Uh, you need to know that on that first day, people are going to come in and put their money in because once they do, other people see that and you put create a perception of scarcity and that your offer is going to succeed and people want to get in before they miss out. So you can use that uh, psychology to your advantage, but only if you've got momentum to start with. Beautiful. I actually think I remember you talking about that in one of the masterminds. Um, well, Nathan, I want to say thank you very much, my friend, for coming on the show. Thank you for coming to the Entrepreneur House. Thanks for being a friend and... Thanks for sticking your nose out there and, and uh, setting a big goal to write a book. And I appreciate you sharing all about that. And so, right back at you, Chris. Um, thank you for organizing that entrepreneur house in Thailand and for continuing to do what you do. Yeah, I just uh, hope that it continues to go well and that we'll have a great time in Barcelona next week. Absolutely. Looking forward to seeing you. And listeners, that's a wrap for this week. We will see you on next week's show. The Entrepreneur House is a travel and co-living experience for online entrepreneurs. Imagine spending one to two months in the world's most exotic cities with other successful entrepreneurs. Day to day you interact with other very driven and smart business people. Spending a long amount of time with them alters your business and your mentality around your business. Goals are set, new businesses are formed, new partnerships will develop, greater profit margins are achieved, and the productivity skyrockets for those living in the house. Those of you that are interested, be sure to contact us through the entrepreneurhouse.com website. For now, saludos from somewhere in the world.